Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You know, one of the things that we can do is leave something behind. We talk about our life. What are we leaving behind? What is the inheritance that our children, our family will get? Well, in concerning missions, uh, there's some things you can leave behind and in the interview that we do today, it's concerning tracks. Nathan, tracks or tracks, the way you say it is important. <laughs> uh, I used to think it was tracks with a K, and I still have a hard time, but it's tracks that you can leave behind that others can read. They can do a great work for God, can't they? Yeah, it's a tool that God um, God can use. The, God can use anything almost in any way. And tracks have been used as a tool to share the gospel, how long? Decades. And we've all seen them. We've all read them. Some of us have passed them along. And I've got a a guy I know who rides around in his car with his trunk full of boxes and boxes of tracks. And he has a a saying. He says, never leave home without 10,000 tracks. (laughs) That's leaving them everywhere. I know one time when we were making a trip as a family out to California, and I had my tracks with me, and we would leave them in restaurants, restrooms, and then I heard on a radio broadcast someone that Dr. Dobson was interviewing, and they had picked up a track, and that is how they were saved. I don't think it was the one we left, but it may have been one that someone who is listening today left, and it resulted in salvation. Listen to this testimony about what God can do. Welcome to Exploring Missions. This weekend, we have a very special guest, and I'm looking forward to interviewing this guest because I've seen the material that uh, the Gospel Track Society has produced for years and years and years. My mother-in-law was a person that just, she loved tracks, and she would send them. One of the greatest... uh, Ladies that I've ever had the privilege of pastoring, I don't think I've ever received anything from her that did not have a track in it. And most of the time, it was Gospel Track Society. Again, this is Bert Harper, and we're excited today to have with us Phil Buttram. Phil, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's my blessing. Thank you. Well, it's good to be here. The Gospel Track Society has been around for quite a while. Uh, God started it. It's pretty de- neat when you know God started it. Oh, isn't when it? God calls and you answer, things are done. Yeah, and so you're the president, CEO of of. Well, that's that's kind of a glamorous title. I'm just I'm just the guy in the in the trail. <laughs> okay. Well, that's like pastoring. You know, the pastor of man. What do you do? You you name it. You, yes, yeah, that's, you right. Name it. that's right. So I've been there, but it is good to have you. Thank and you. Uh, you're here in the studios of American Family Radio, and we're so thankful you'd stop in and share. And today, uh, Gospel Track Society, some people may have read the material, but not known it was from you guys. We've, we've been around for 97 years. My father was uh, um, actually he was studying to be a missionary in China, and he was at the altar of a little Baptist church in Springfield, Missouri, and praying for the Lord. And uh, he said, God talked to him and said, uh, 
Lester, I want you to print my word. No, 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 no. God, God I'm going to I'm going to China. Lester, print my word. <laughs> no, God, I'm I'm staying to be a missionary. Lester, print my word. I don't know how God. I'm not a I'm not a printer. Anyway, it involved where my father gave in and God had blessed him. And he took his entire savings of seven dollars and ten cents and had uh, a, a track printed up and just began to send it out to people he knew, unknowing what was going to happen. And they began to write back and say, hey, would you send me 10 more of these or 50 more? And it prospered, and it prospered. And God has, has always met the need of the ministry since 1926. Uh, I remember Mom would tell a story that uh, a man had sent from Wyoming a cattle bin and received one of the, the tracks and sent Dad a check for $100. Now, this is back in the 20s. This is when times are hard. Well, Grandma said, ain't nothing happening. We're going to send this check back. That's, well, the man sent it to the ministry. No, you sent it back. It was a mistake. So my father, being an obedient child, sent the money back to, to uh, the cattleman. And shortly, he received a letter very stern from this cattleman. He said, God told me to take this money and send it to you. Now use it. <laughs> and he did. And, and God has always supplied our needs. We don't sell the materials, we the tracks that we print. We have comic books. We have activity books for children, uh, study guides for prisoners. We provide, you know, send Bibles to prisoners. And we don't charge. We don't sell it. That was one of the mandates that God gave my father. Number one, do not have man's doctrine or man's teaching or philosophy in it. Print my word. Number two, don't sell my word. I will provide and that's our story today. All our material is from the Bible. There may be thoughts with it, but it's not doctrine. And we don't sell it. And God has provided over and over and over again. When I read that story, I was amazed. And I said, okay, God, here was somebody <laughs> willing to go to China, and you kept yeah. them here. Yeah. So you, you do need to know when to move and where to move, where to, you know, serve and no, it's not there. It is here. Most of the time, we want to have folks that's willing to go. Your dad had to be willing to stay. It, now, that's uh, that's his, a little bit twist on his, different things. His willingness was to listen to the voice of God. Yeah. And and he did, and, and always did, and instilled that in, in us. And I'm I'm the third generation, I guess, well, second generation. Um, after dad passed, mom took the ministry. After she passed, my older brother took it. After he passed, another brother took it. And finally, God said, Tom, <laughs> retire and ask Phil to, to take the ministry. Well, God supplies. He's just looking for a vessel willing to hear his voice. Yeah. So it's been a buttram ever since. <laughs> it's been Jesus. Amen. Well, okay. hey, hey, right. amen. Okay. That, that sounds good. It's not me. It's not my daddy. Yeah. It's not GTS. It's my heavenly father. Amen. Well, he, he does provide and oh. he does send. Another thing I wanted to share with you, you got a website, and we'll probably try to give this two or three times yes. during this interview. It is Gospel Track Society. Now, I, I want to go back to my childhood. Okay. When I would hear tracks, I thought it was T-R-A-C-K. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, w- first time I really saw it, I said, T-R-A-C-T. Oh, yeah. tracked. Yeah, right. And uh, so it's T-R-A-C-T. That's correct. And uh, it may go somewhere else if it's a track. So If if you put it, yeah, it's you can find us. You know, if yeah. you look at it all, you'll, you'll find us. And I, you know, I guess I have a Midwestern draw, and I've had to change my speech pattern and say tracked to get that T in there. <laughs> Listen, down here in the South, we can slur anything and, and make it good. 
And uh, so, but the other thing I wanted to share, he started out in Springfield, Missouri. Correct. And uh, now you guys are in Independence. But, you know, how old was he? Your dad was Lester. Yes. How old was he when he was ready to go to China? Well, he was, he was born in 04, so he'd been 22. Wow. And he was ready he, to go. He was, he was studying. Yeah. And it his life really shows the obedience to to the Holy Spirit. He was called uh, in the 60s, mid-60s. Uh, Joan asked him to visit their church in Haiti in Port-au-Prince. Well, Dad had no desire to go to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. But he was open. He went. And so the pastor showed him around the island. And they end up one evening up in the mountains. And very poor, no no facilities for eating or, or lodging. And he stopped and had a local pastor. And pastor said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you sleep in the chicken coop. We'll put chickens in the house tonight. And you'll be protected from the dogs and stuff at night. <laughs> so they got a grass mat. Yeah. And so dad is, picture this. Dad is, now my dad was 65. Okay. He's laying on a mat in the chicken poop, looking up at the clear sky at 2 o'clock in the morning through the chicken wire. And he said, Father, why in the world would you ask me at 65 to come to Haiti? Dad said, it's clear as a bell. The self-voice of the Lord says, Lester, it's because you will hear and obey my voice. From that point on, we had a ministry in Haiti. We established 60 churches with 60 schools, a Bible school, and orphanage because one man heard and obeyed the voice of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't care who you are, where you are, when God speaks and you obey and he knows he can trust you, he'll speak again and again and again and prosper you for your efforts. Now, in the testimony of your dad, and you alluded to it, he started out in a Baptist church, but you guys have stayed, the I would say, stayed the track, T-R-A-C-K, yeah, okay. that God has laid out for you to stick to the Word of God and not doctrine and not denomination. Oh, absolutely. Have, and, and that's the reason I have observed these tracks. Uh, I, I, Jan, my wife, and I get to go to you know churches of different denominations since we work yes. here at American Family Radio. And uh, we, they, a lot of them have a track. You know, rack, rack, yeah, and uh, go up there, and many times it's the gospel tracks, you know, society, and again, and it's in different churches. Yes. So I, I want to ask this, and if it's, uh, do you write them, or do your friends, or someone, someone has to put these tracks together, and and I know he had the thing that I noticed on the website, the same uh, uh, convictions and insights Jesus. that your dad had is still the ones you have today. And I, that, I appreciate that. That's staying with the stuff, you know? Yes. This is what God said. But somebody has to write those, so they have to, you got to have the ability to say, this is what the Bible says and not what, quote, my denomination says. Yes. And the ones that I've read, and I've read I've read several. Y'all do a good job. It's it's not me. It's not about me. It's not about my father. It's not about GTS. It's about my Heavenly Father. We have some tracks that are sent to us as manuscript, and toothly, I will read them. And if they're not in line with the Word of God, if I have the editorial privilege to change it, and it's a good message, you know, a good song, okay, I'll make it scripturally correct. Gotcha. And if it's a salvation tract, then there's going to be something in there, at the very least, Romans 10, 9, 
there's, there's going to be the seed in there that somebody can receive Jesus Christ as, as the Lord and Savior. Now, I've written, I have written many tracks, okay? And they come about where God will give me an idea. I'll, re, I'll be reading, and wham, a phrase or scripture will stand out like, God, thank you. And I'll go back, and I'll do my research, and it will take me, you know, sometimes weeks to get everything together. And I say, okay, Lord, what do we do here? And when I start typing, the Holy Spirit will put together the structure. And then at, at the end, I hit, a, hit the period. And like, wow, okay, we're done. I used to, I used to be a freelance writer for an aviation magazine. Okay. I had 35 lead articles in a national magazine. And I found that God did the same thing in the secular world. I would go out and fly aircraft or whatever, and I would do all my research, and I start down typing. And when I hit that period, bam. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're done. <laughs> and he does that in the ministry. Oh, we, do, we do a monthly letter to our, to our list. And God will give you the message for the letter. The same thing is for a single phrase. Okay, I'll do my research. I'll look at the scriptures. Okay, God, what do you want to say? If it's not God, I don't want to print it. It's not about me. Yeah. I learned a long time ago, I'm nothing. I found out what I can do. You know, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> my best. Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, no, you know, I know that feeling. <laughs> e- even in the world, when I worked in the world as an electronic engineer or advertising director, if I didn't let God do it, it wouldn't get done or get wouldn't be right to have to redo it. But I have learned over and over again to God would help me fix equipment, write ads, whatever. And that's the way our life should be as a Christian. You know, he wants us to prosper, but he wants us to shine as Christians in our job, in our family. When we go to the store, we want to be a shining example of what Jesus Christ is in reality in us. We are the eyes and the voice of Jesus Christ. Well, let me ask you this. I know people can go to the gospeltracksociety.org and order them. Yes, sir. And and I know they're free, but there may be people out there that said, hey, we, we want to be a part and make this part of our mission money. You receive that as well. Oh, absolutely. Since we don't charge for immaterial, we rely solely upon the gifts of God's people. We're like a church. We're a nonprofit. So we have some people that order a track and give a donation. We have people that order a track and don't give anything. We have people that will give a donation because they know that we're honest and we're worthy, and it covers the tracks that people don't donate for. And God has always supplied. Now, there have been some 11th hours where we had bills that, I mean, our paper bill, our light bill, our ink bill, I mean, yeah, it's high. You know, we print millions and millions of pieces of literature. But God, if you're faithful to God in his word, he's faithful in supplying. You know, God, if you want to close the doors of GTS, Praise God, we're, we're closing the doors. That's his but business, right? That's it. It's his ministry. Yeah. But he doesn't close them. Well, I went through and looked at the categories, and you have mentioned them already, but I, I was amazed. The activity books. Yes. And uh, that, that kind of intrigued me a little bit. A track, I knew, you know, bookmarks, cards, but uh, those are just interesting to see uh, about the activity books. Tell us a little about that. We have a dear lady by the name of Mary Courier. She lives in Indiana. And her son, one of her sons, was this had disability. So she began to do cartoons to help him learn the gospel. What turned out, she's pretty good. So we have activity books that may be puzzles, it may be games, it may be reading with cartoon figures. Uh, basically, they could go from age, you know, like two or three all the way up through, you know, teenagers. So 
we have, you know, and we have full-size coloring books, even that people use for nursing homes that have the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, gets the hands and the eyes coordinated and still brings in the master. These books are in English. We have some in, in Spanish and other languages. Uh, the comic book we have, we have in seven languages. So it's, you know, it's whatever God gives us a tool that somebody's going to use. We supply the seeds. We consider ourselves like an ocean-going vessel with bins and cargo full of seeds. We want to go to a port where somebody will take the seeds and plant them in their field. That's all we want to do is plant the seeds. And we, we love, I carry these children's activities book with me. If I go to a doctor's office or uh, even get a haircut, and I see a family with, with a, a child, I'll go to the parent and say, do you, mind, do you mind if I give this to your child? No, I keep them busy. Go ahead and give it to them. Okay. <laughs> my, my hope is not only keep the child busy, but the child sees something. Amen. Mama, what, what, what's this mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Get them involved. And that's, that's the gospel, is it's reaching out to people with a tool that they can use, something that they can read that's easy to read, is, is, is eye candy, it's bright, it's colorful, it's clean, it's the Word of God. Yeah. Well, you were telling a story, uh, uh, you were talking about a ship, uh, the possibility of <laughs> ministering to those people that work on those ships. Absolutely. Would you mind sharing that a little bit? Or, uh, oh, it's, I, it's my, it's my as blessing. As much as you can, yeah. anyway. Uh, in, in January, I met a, a gentleman who was a director of uh, uh, Canaveral Port Ministries. Now, brother, I had never heard of Port Ministries, uh, but they minister to the crew members on cruise ships and cargo ships. Uh, ocean liners, and they will minister to two to three hundred people a day. And so we had the opportunity to go down there and show him the, the comic book we have called the, the Amazing Gospel, which is the, the story of Luke from in graphic form from from birth to resurrection and ascension. And Mark saw this, and he his eyes lit up, and he's got a big smile, and he said, "Do you have this in a Filipino language?" And I said, "No, we have it in seven languages, but not Filipino." He said, "Well, forty percent of all cruise." Uh, shipmates are from the Philippines. He said, would you translate it? Well, that started. So from middle of January until the, oh. the June, we had a, tra- had a lady in, in the Philippines translate it. And so I took, did all the artwork, you know, did all the words in the, in the, the comic book, 48 pages. And so we finished it the, the second week of, of June. So I'm taking this comic book with the English version down to the International Port Ministry Convention in Mobile, Alabama tomorrow. Actually, it's afternoon. So I, I can see in my mind's eye these comics, which are entertaining to the eye, going out across the world to places that we will never go to, to people that there's no way we can even meet them. And I don't know where it's going to go. I know it's the Word of God, and God's Word does not come back void. So I'm, I'm excited to, to be in heaven and meet these people that someplace in some place in the world picked up a comic book and found Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we're talking about worldwide, just not American oh, ports. No, absolutely. We're, we're, we, ports, we, we support, mid- we've got this, this one gentleman, we have many of our tracks are in, in multiple languages. We have one gentleman that lives here in the States, but he works out of the country. He will smuggle in a track that he likes that's in his language. So we support whoever will, will plant the gospel of Jesus. Doesn't matter where they are, we'll support them. We have people in India, they have their own print shop. We'll send them our material uh, graphically yeah. and let them copy it and let them print it because they can do it cheaper than we can send it to them. doesn't yes. matter to me. Yeah. It's, you know, not, 
I don't, I don't put my name on anything that I write except my letter. All the tracks I write, unless it's, unless it's my testimony, then I've got to give credit to it. Right. But I don't want credit. I want God to receive the glory. Amen. Well, when, when I see this and hear this, Philip, I, I am amazed at the history of it, and it's still family here Always. on American Family Radio. Our founder is Don Wildman, and now his son, Tim Wildman, is our president. And then two of our vice presidents are Tim's sons, okay. so in the third generation. Yes. So ministries like this that pass the torch on, oh. aren't, they, aren't they beautiful? I mean, I, I just how does that make you feel? To know, okay, here here was a time when you could see this, and your dad, and your even your grandparents, because I read in the article uh, about the founding that when your Lester wanted to start this, your dad cleared a place, he, your granddad <laughs> cleared a place in his barn so he could start the ministry. So it is three generations when you get round down to it. It actually, yes, it is. The Buttram name is kind of unique. Three brothers came from Germany. Someplace in their heritage was Jesus. One, one brother became a circuit rider preacher. Another brother went to California as a preacher. And then through the, this heritage came down to, to my father. So it's a lineage that we pass on. We can, we can ignore it. Or we, can, we say, okay, God, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a heritage. Even if it starts today, it can be a heritage of Jesus. You're still Amen. God's children. Amen. Well, there's a tendency... And this, and it has to do with missions, a tendency for one generation to not pass it on. Yes. Because David served God with his whole heart. Yes. Solomon, half heart. <laughs> yeah. Rehoboam, yeah. no heart. <laughs> That's it. So when I find ministries and others that are passing it on, it's just like my dad, a godly man, and, you know, just, just a farmer, but love the Lord, and he passed that love yep. down to me, <clears throat> and I'm doing my best to pass it to my children, my grandchildren. That That's a mission in itself. Oh, absolutely. And, and it makes you think of when the Israelites crossed Jordan. God said, I want you to build this altar, this pillar of rocks, and every time you go by there with your kids, tell them, hey, I walked across there on dry ground, and tell their children, I walked across on dry ground, and their children, and never forget the blessings of God. Amen. The problem is we get distracted by the flesh. We don't always do it. There is a heritage there. My kids gave me a, a, a Father's Day gift last year. It's, it's, it's from a, I, well, it's a book about my testimony, about my stories. The problem is I have to write the book. But in doing so, in writing this, the, the stories and the books, I keep thinking of these wonderful things that God has done to me and my family. And now I, I, have, I have two children. They're both love God. Their kids love God and serving God. Wow, Father, what a blessing. What a heritage that ultimately started on the cross of Calvary. Amen. We're interviewing Philip Buttram. He is with the Gospel Track Society out of Independence, Missouri. And the web the website is gospeltracksociety.org. So here's someone's listening. They said, Tracks. What are the value of tracks? God's Word, printed, preached, read, heard, yeah. is powerful. It's God's powerful. Word is powerful, it's isn't powerful. it? And it's up to us to, to sow it. We had a secretary that retired a couple of years ago. Her husband wanted to go. They took a trip to California. He wanted to stop by Vegas and put in a couple of quarters. Well, she would not do it with her, her two kids. So she stood outside the ca- casino 
with our tracks, handing them to people at the Windows <laughs> Casino. Okay. The first time I really realized the, the value of a piece of paper with God's Word on it, I was probably 10. And I, again, I was raised around the ministry. And I would give the samples, you know, for you know, a couple cents a piece. And so I'm walking around. We had a large table. We had, I had three older brothers and three younger sisters. And so I'm picking up samples with my mom, and we'd kind of race to see who would get the sample picked up. And I got halfway around the table, and I said, Mom, where did these go? She said, well, let me tell you a story. I said, last week, we received a letter from a guy in New York City. He was a World War II vet, <clears throat> dealt with the problems of, of battle, had turned to an alcoholic. He said in the letter that he would close out the bars on New York on this particular strip. He'd close out one, he'd drift down the next one drift down there until the, until the last bar was closed, and then he would just go to the street because he didn't have a home. So he <clears throat> closed, out the, <clears throat> me, closed out this last bar, and he said it was pouring down rain, a real tow choker. And he's sitting on the curb, and this gully of water is flowing under his legs. And he's, you know, he's, he's stewed. You know, he's just fried. Yeah. And he saw something floating. He looked down, he saw it coming, saw it pass between his legs, and saw it go to the other side. He said, I reached down, picked it up, I looked at it and said, I couldn't see it. I'm drunk. So I held my hand. I got up and I walked to the street corner with the street light. I leaned against the light pole and I read it. It was a gospel tract. He had been considering climbing the bridge that went to Manhattan and committing suicide. When he read the tract, he got convicted, received Jesus Christ right then and there. Amen. He closed the letter. He said, well, Brother Buttram, I still close out every bar in New York City. But now it's for the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> who knows who threw it away? How to get there? I don't know. Doesn't matter, but does it? But God's word is real. It does not come back void. Okay. It's alive. Amen. Amen. Plant the seeds. Today, again, our guest on Exploring Missions is Philip Buttram. He is with the <clears throat> Gospel Tract Society. The website, gospeltractsociety.org. And people can order tracts there. They can donate there. And when you make a donation, you're helping to carry on the stories that you just heard from Philip about a guy in New York City just reaching down as the water was carrying the tract by and reading it and coming to Christ, and now he's on mission for God. God can make that kind of difference, can't Ab- Philip? Absolutely. You know, we don't we don't sell anything. Okay, we're we're like a church. We depend upon the offerings of people. We are nonprofit, so there's a tax receipt there, but we're you know it's it's all about it's all about God. And, you know, we just want to yield ourselves. If someone's interested in expanding their ministry, witnessing to their friends, their, ask for a sample pack. You know, if you have a children's ministry, we have, we have children's tracks, children's booklets. If it's for the seniors, a nursing home, or jail ministry, ask for a sample track that hits that, that category, that market. It's our, it's our blessing to send to you. Let you look over, find something that you like that really relates to you, your testimony. And then go sow the seed. Well, we thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. And uh, be on mission for God. You can do it verbally. Amen. But you can also do it with printed page. And that's what the Gospel Tract Society is all about. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. And may you stay on mission for God. 